the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. As you know, we're getting ready to shake that tree to see what liberal nuts fall out of it. I can't get rid of this guy. I, I mean, you know. This will be now, what, the third week that this individual want, wanted to come back into the studio. It's like, man, he's like fleas. You can't get rid of him. What come you on, got? man. <laughs> you know I'm a political junkie. There's just so much going on, I have to talk about it. <laughs> that voice you heard is my friend, the troublemaker, Verlon Galloway. Welcome back, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Oh, I mean, Madigan God. stepping, resigning, uh, the budget. The Illinois budget, uh, $41.7 yeah. billion. How do we get it? I don't know because, I mean, I could have sworn a whole year um, we basically lost a lot of revenue in this state because uh, the, the decisions of one person and not the decision of everybody, including the, the Illinois legislative body. Uh, I'm excited that Jeannie Eyes will be joining us today. We're going to be talking about Madigan stepping down in the budget. And we're also going to be talking about her new venture, Breakthrough Ideas. Where yeah. I think that's going to be something that's um, that's sorely needed. You know, Jeannie is a somebody who's not afraid, and she doesn't back down. So I'm I'm excited about having her on as well. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Rush Limbaugh passing away. Yes. Yeah. There is no John Anthony. I I don't even think I I would have come out of the closet as a Republican without Rush Limbaugh. I was I was hmm. still a Democrat, registered Democrat, and I first I, he was the first talk radio person I've ever heard. You know, we didn't have cars. <laughs> so growing up, we didn't have too many cars, and we didn't listen to far right-wing um, uh, radio. And Rush Limbaugh was somebody, and, and, and right after I introduced our, our second guest co-host, because, you know, I wanted, a, I wanted a little black swirl in here today, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, former congressional, 14th congressional candidate, Jerry Evans. You're also the owner of a music company as well, Jerry. What's the name of the music company? Yeah, so I own a music school. Oh, he came out loud. Oh, wow. Look out. Look out. Watch the game there. Uh, I come from a family of singers, so we know how to uh, we know how to project. Uh-oh. But uh, by the way, John, thanks for having me on the show. Hey, it's no an problem. honor to be here. Uh, so I own a music school in Wheaton, Illinois, and it is just called Jerry Evans School of Music. Yeah. So I own a music school and a commercial property out there. And- Jerry Evans. Sounds so regal, doesn't it? Jerry Evans <laughs> School of Music. Not School of Rock. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but I- I'm really excited for- to have you both in here because... Um, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys. I got no sleep last night. I uh, pray for my wife. She has a toothache right now. She's yeah. like, oh. Those are the worst. Bummer. Those are the worst. And it Bummer. kept her up all night. So if it kept her up all night, it kept, it kept me up all night. night. Yeah. yeah. So, But uh, I want to get right at this because um, Rush Limbaugh is somebody, man. You know, yeah. I, 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 I saw so many of the 
the nasty, vile, vitriolic stuff that was said about him on his passing. Can the man rest in peace? Yeah. Uh, but I, but I, but I, I also I was watching. Forget what I don't know if I I was just on Facebook and it came. No, I was on Twitter. And I saw a Hannity interview. Hannity was interviewing Bo Snurley. Bo knows. Bo knows Rush Limbaugh better than pretty much anybody that's out there. Yeah. You know, so, and, and I just want to play this audio clip. It's, it's a minute and 59 seconds. I'm going to play it all. Because, and I, because I, think it's, I think Rush Limbaugh was worth it. And I think my friend, uh, who, who's going to come on the show, we've been going back and forth in emails, um, James Bo Snurley. Um, you know, golden. That's it. people don't even know he's he's black. Did you know that? Did oh, you know he's black? Yeah, of course, yeah, I know. I did. I did. But what did you yeah. find out? Well, be honest. Don't lie. I was listening to Rush before uh, Snurt. I hated what I said. I said, when did you find out Bo was? Black? I knew. Uh, I'm trying to tell you. I knew right off from Jump Street. Oh, because this is that's what I'm trying to tell you. Rush saved me from doing what you just did, having to clear up why you was a registered Democrat first. I was listening to Rush when I was 15 years old, and he taught me how to be a Republican, not a conservative, yeah. a Republican, yeah. before I was able to vote at 18. Well, I said Republican. Didn't I say Republican? You said you, said you, you were a registered Democrat, right. and then I was, never, I was never a Democrat. Ever, well, so, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm proud to I say know, that. But I see, I know both sides of the other of the aisle. I don't want to know the other side of the aisle. I, 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 think, it's, I think it helps, though. When you un, when you know how they think, and when you know how they operate, because I was part of the da, the, the Madigan, daily Madigan machine, fifty third as I always say, twenty first war, fifty third precinct. Hey, but we all have to yeah. evolve. It, it it was just you maybe maybe yeah. ten. You years. want to fight already? Yeah, you, you want to fight? <laughs> yeah, already? yes, I do. But see, I CJ, only became. We, we can do this. I, yeah, we. I will. Do it. I will help you. We're gonna do it. <laughs> but I've only become a conservative in the last past maybe eight to nine years. So I was a Republican first, and I had to evolve from that to being a conservative. And, you know, there's so many people who don't want to wear the Republican moniker. I proudly yep. wear it. I'm not afraid to wear it. Especially, you know, I, I, and, <laughs> uh, Charles Love and I used to have an argument about this. Uh, it's easier to be a black conservative than it is to be a black conservative. I mean, black Republican. Because, because you're, not, you're not beholden to a party ideology in so, in, in, so, in so many regards. But when you put the scarlet letter of the are the Republican, black Republican in front of your name, all you know what breaks loose. That's true. You know, but I, I wanted to play what Bo had to say, and I hope everybody really listens to the words that um, one of Rush Limbaugh's best friends, and he treated him like an equal. He didn't treat him like, you know, he was subservient. To, I mean, he treated him like an equal. Here it is, Bo Snurley. You know, Rush is, to me, a second generation founding father. This went beyond radio. This went beyond politics. What Rush did for America, one man changed so many trajectories in this, in this country. When Rush began his career, there were 1,200 radio stations roughly doing the talk radio format. Today, there are over 12,000. The number of print conservative publications, very few today, they are, it's a flourishing market. You, there was no Fox TV, there, were no, there was nowhere on TV that you could get conservative ideology, that you could get the values that represent what most Americans believe, until Rush. He changed the media, he changed the landscape. 
Rush Limbaugh's radio show grew for over 30 years. This is unheard of. And our audience from small children all the way up through the senior of senior citizens. And beyond all of those accomplishments, Rush Limbaugh was one of the finest human beings that you would ever want to meet. A generous, wonderful, beautiful spirit, humble, a gentleman, always, never failed to thank people for the smallest service that they could do to him, never looked down on people. It burns me to my soul when people sully his reputation with falsehoods, calling him a racist. This man was just an incredible phenomenon. And we love you, Rush. God bless you. And thank you, Sean, for having me uh, with you to talk about Rush. Bo Snurley. Yeah. Talking about his mentor, wow. Rush Limbaugh. Where was he wrong? I couldn't put it in any better words than that. I, I mean, I couldn't. I can't say anything better than that. Yeah. I tweeted out that um, I feel the deepest sorrow for his wife and family. And that's about as, you know, the best words I can put it in. That right there, what I just heard. Yeah. It, it, it shuts me up. There's nothing you can say. I don't even know how the left can even say anything behind that. Yeah, and it, there's a time for everything, and now is a time for honor. Yeah. I mean, Rush Limbaugh needs to be honored for what he did. Did I actually, I called my father, his name is also Jerry, on the way to the, the, the show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my father, you know, is in his 60s, and he became a conservative in 1972. Oh, wow. But from 72 to 88, there was this vacuum. He didn't. He just couldn't seem to find anyone that really resonated with what he believed yeah. when it comes to standing up for conservative values in the Constitution and for law and order and all those other things we care about. And then in 1988, he discovered Rush Limbaugh. And I grew up. I was born in you know 83, and I grew up. I remember just all the drives I took everywhere. Yeah. Guess what was on? Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> and you know, it, it's it's a tough day for 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 a lot of us, for all of us, especially my father, who's you know listened to Rush for decades. Yeah. And, and uh, and Rush, I, I think you could also say he's even. I think today you could also say uh, the word coattails. Yeah, I mean he has a legacy as a pioneer, and the coattails he has produced with yeah. people like John Anthony, Ben Shapiro, yeah. Daily Wire, all these John other Hannity, companies, Mark Levin, John Hannity, Mark Levin. I mean, you can go on and on and on and on and on. Uh, but people with with conservative values or family values uh, have have voices. Yeah, because of of the pioneering that Rush did. Yeah, yeah. you know when we come back from a break, I want to continue this conversation because. I think people, just like people didn't get Trump, people didn't get Rush. People, yeah. Pe- oh, yeah. You know, and, and what I loved about Rush, he would take the left's own words <laughs> and use it against them, and they thought it was his words. Yeah. They thought it was Rush. Like, like the, the perfect example is Barack the Magic Negro. That was from an L.A. Times article. Rush did not <laughs> create that. But he said it. But and, he said and, and it. He said it, and that pissed the ball. But that was the genius of Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. More when we come back from the break about the great, the L, what, what would he call himself? The Maharishi. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, more with uh, talking about Rush Limbaugh when we come back. I'm John Anthony, host of Black and Right. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. Barack the Magic Negro lives in D.C. Times they call him that cause he's not authentic like me. Yeah, the guy from the LA paper said he make guilty whites feel good. 
Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. That was the Barack the Magic Negro, um, actually taken from an article of the Los Angeles Times. But for so many years, even to today, people still believe that Rush Limbaugh came up with that. Yeah, it's not It's not just that. It's the fact that a white guy said it. Yeah. You, you know, you, you're just banned from saying certain words. Yep. And, and, and and it's normal words yep. now that, that you just can't say. Right. Yep. I couldn't be a white yep. guy. I, I tell my white uh. friends all the time, I can't be white. You'd be calling me all kinds of Nazis. No, I think you could. You yeah. know why? Because you, you don't fear this foolishness. You would, you, I think, Valon, I think you would push back and fight against this, the foolishness that's happening today. Because I know I would. I would. Well, see, I'm part white, though. But you are. <laughs> I'm blackish, right? Yeah, you're black. You ain't black. <laughs> that's what Joe Biden told me. Uh. But, 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 but that's true, though. That's true, and then and then when you have this conversation, you're cooning, you're you're you know you're cooning for the white man. It's like no, it's foolishness. People should be able to say what they want to say. Right. I'm not part of any canceling. I'm not part of censoring anybody. I don't care what you believe. That's why I, when it came to the NFL, I still watch fo- fo- football games. I'm not part of the cancel culture. Me too. I don't cancel anybody. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that I mean Verlin. I think you said it well. I mean you know think about this. You know. I, I feel that, you know, a lot of times I feel that I just, it's, it's difficult for me to say things in the same way that you, that uh, someone else might, or a black person can just because the color of my skin is white. You know, yeah. think about this. I mean, my marriage is, you know, uh, you know, multiracial. My wife is half Asian. My brother's black. Uh, and, you know, wait, 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 can I, can I stop you? Why do white people whisper what they say? What? They, they got it. They got See, that's what I'm saying. I didn't whisper. Whoa, get, whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 hey. I did not whisper. Maybe like, you, it came across you, you, that way. You're kind of watching you're yourself in well, <laughs> well, but, but what I want to say is, I mean, my, my wife is half Asian. My brother is black. My family is very multiracial. Right. Yet, and yet at the same time, I understand that, hey, there's an outrage mob and there's a cancel yeah. culture that doesn't actually care about truth. Right. Right. That I have to think twice right. or three times before I say something so that someone doesn't take me out of context or, or say something incorrectly. That's and so, and, and I'm, I'm a person that loves... I love every ethnicity, love every yeah. race, and I just love all the different peoples that God has created on this earth. Uh, well, yet, that, yet, Verlin, I feel that. And your faith lends a lot of that, though. You, you know, yeah. who you are as a believer in, in Christ, that, yeah. that, that lends to a lot of, of how you feel and view people. Hey, yeah. John. Yeah. yeah. Can I allow a little bit of contrast yeah, go ahead. with a little bit of similarity? I also have a half-Asian wife and uh, black siblings. Um, but I take a slightly different approach. I let loose with every single thing yeah, and keep the bar as low as possible. Um, <laughs> that way I can never disappoint them. And uh, they're, they're just used to me. At this now, point. see, that's a guy I want to hang out see? with. That, all right, that's what I love, Hal Daddy. But, but he's right. See, I'm, yeah. the, the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, not, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Demi Moore. Uh, not Demi Moore. Um, what's the, 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 the young lady? Uh, sorry, but I'm sorry. Whatever her name is. I don't know. Uh, but, <laughs> but I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm sick. Listen, man, I'm telling you, the only way you cancel cancel culture is for you white people to wake up yeah. and tell them where to go. Yeah. yeah. And tell them to get, you know what, the heck away from me. Yeah. That's the only way to cancel culture is canceled. That's right. Is you look at them, because here's the deal about it. They are violent. They are very violent. And, and they're violent with their words. Yeah. And you just look at them. 
And you said you got two seconds to get away from me, or you'll be picking up your teeth. You know what's interesting? <laughs> if I could be frank with you on this one, is that for, for me, you know, coming from the background that I, I come from and, and me caring so much about other races and ethnicities, you know what, with me being honest about my positions, whether it be yeah. conservative positions uh, or my, posi- my, my Christian pr- positions on things regarding race, you know what, you know who I've felt the most backlash and most pressure from? Republicans. It's other, it's other white people. Yeah. White, yes. The white think, I mean, think about yeah. that. Think about that. I've actually felt more backlash, uh, and, I, I, and I won't, I won't say, say who, but I remember actually, uh, you know, someone, I put up a post one time uh, for Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and, and someone put a response post uh, I think on that, I don't remember what it was, but I think that was indicative of how white people just seem to come at me if I don't seem to agree yeah. with the progressivist yeah. way of seeing Regress. race. We call them regressive. Yeah. They're not okay. progressive. So, yeah, well, you know, I like that. They're a regressivist way of thinking. One question. Yeah. White men or white women? Which one do you get the most pushback? White men. Wow, that's shocking. That, right, I was about to say, I heard it was white that, women. It is. Well, white liberal women. That's white just, liberal. Make, make oh, the yeah. distinction. It, you're right. And, you're and right, that, it right, could right. be generally that, that maybe there's more white liberal women who who, t- who would do that. But again, you know, as a guy, I've got other guy friends, yeah. uh, you know, that I may have you know went to school with or grew up with or know from different things. Yeah. And uh, you know, people have gone after me yeah. because but, of my positions on things. But that's 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 what that's why Rush just that's why Rush just befuddled them. Because he would, he would basically use yep. their own arguments against him, yep. and 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 it's the same with Donald Trump, and that's why I, I think people who didn't get Rush, I knew they wouldn't get Donald Trump. Huh. Yeah, I knew they wouldn't get him yeah. because because I mean, it, it, look at what's happening with the cancel canceling the Republicans. Donald Trump brought more people to the Republican Party than any president ever. Think about that, except Lincoln, because yeah. <laughs> Lincoln created the party. But you get what I'm saying. Donald Trump, 74 million people came to vote for Donald Trump, right? Yeah. That means 12% of the black vote, he had 17% of, of black men. I think it was like 6% of black, of black women. The Latino vote, especially in Florida, 30-some percent 30, increase. Yeah. And you want to cancel those people? Vlon, Jerry, how does that make sense? Make it make sense to me. You know, do you want to go first? Uh, for- well... Okay, I'm going to say it like I don't want to stop you. This was a defining moment for a lot of Republicans. And th- and this is, I, wish, I hope I have enough time. I, I wanted to mix it up with you about exactly this. Um, Look at you. I can understand you uh, canceling the Kissingers, uh, the um, Liz DeCheney's, and maybe Mitch McConnell to a, a degree, because I've heard it all week, everybody. Uh, maybe even McCarthy a little bit, where he backtracked what he had to say. But, oh, we gonna fight on this. Oh, we about to fight on this. We about to fight on this last. Again, I will help you. We about to fight on this. We about to fight on this last one. But I kind of draw my line in the sand when you want to cancel somebody like Nikki Haley. I heard a lot of vitriol yep. when it comes to Nikki Haley. Now I'm gonna tell you something about Nikki Haley. When they played the gender card on Trump, she stood with him. When they played the race card on Trump, about the Confederate flag and everything else, she stood with him. She took a lot of hits from governor to uh, to um, ambassador. All the way until she said, okay, it's, it's time for me to take a break. Now, she planted her flag in the sand when it came to, um, I'm not going to say insurrection. I'm going to say the riot at, uh, on the Capitol. Okay, so she said, okay, this is why I get off the train, because she's eyeing 2024. Yeah, but she, she shouldn't have said it's Trump's fault. I, I'm sorry. Anybody? Oh, he's going to fight. Listen. No, I'm, I'm going to let Jerry go, because she, I, 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 you okay. made your point, right? All right, all right, all right, all right. You know, you can talk a lot. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and, and you know, you know, I think you know, I love you, bro. To, to go back to your question, John, like, how does this happen? How do, how does uh, you know, how are people so you know vitriolic towards you know people like us uh, in in regards to uh, to race issues? And I think that, to be honest with you, I, I think uh, time and time and time again, I think I am disappointed, even sometimes disgusted and infuriated uh, by uh, people's lack of desire, people's lack of desire to go ahead and find out the truth, yeah. but instead rest their decisions. Upon their emotional feelings. Yeah, that's right. Like, One, th- emotions matter, right? Emotions. Yeah. We're created with emotions, but the th- the thing is, we can't keep disagreeing with facts because of how we feel. Right. One quick question: Aren't we playing the left's game when we when we start canceling our own our own and our own party, especially yeah. somebody like me? Exactly. Cancel. You said said you want to cancel McConnell and all those guys. Right? I said to a degree. No. Uh, it, uh, Mitch guess McConnell. what? Here's the greatest weapon. Here's the greatest tool of ca- of, of canceling. Anybody out that's an elected official, the very next election, you do what needs to be done to make sure that they're out in an election. As far as telling them, they, they, listen, McConnell has a place in the party. Um, even Adam Kinzinger has a place in the party. As much as I disagree with him, we the, the way you take these people out is through the ballot box. Yeah. yeah. Now I, I may be you know old school with that because you know I come up five forty thirty some odd years in, in politics. The next election is the greatest tool. I just drove past scooters out in Shorewood. Great place if you've never been there. Yeah. There were over 150 people with their Tom McCullough and Scott Pressler doing an event to take out um, Adam Kinzinger. Mm. People are fired up and ready to go. Now, how do you yeah. channel that to the next election and keep that momentum to the next election? Yeah. You're listening to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with Valon, the troublemaker Galloway. I forgot what your nickname. Jerry Evans. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host with the most, John Anthony. Joined in studio by my good friend, he's... He, the troublemaker Valon Galloway, and he's biting his lip right now because there's something he's just he just can't wait to do. And joining us, joining us also, my tongue got tied there. Uh, Jerry Evans, former 14th congressional candidate, yeah. uh, owner of Jerry Jerry's Jerry Evans Music School, Jerry Evans School of Music School of Music. Forgive me, how can I be so <laughs> ignorant? Um, but when 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 I thought about today's show, and I thought about you know Mike Madigan stepping down. Yeah. I thought about what was happening with the Illinois budget, $41.7 billion budget. Uh, and then I also saw that she had this new venture she's doing called Breakthrough Ideas. She's all, she's, yeah. I served with her in the General Assembly. She's a tough, no nonsense. I'm telling you, if more white people had her push back and fight, the yep. cancel culture wouldn't be the cancel culture. Yep. That person, my friend, Jeannie Eyes. Welcome back to Black and Red. Well, thanks for having me on, John. It's, it's great to hear your voice, and yes. it's nice you got Jerry on with you. I, I think I owe Jerry a phone call, by the way. Uh oh. So, hey, you know, yeah, Jeannie, know. we can we still be friends. Got to follow up. <laughs> okay, good, great. So, Jeannie, I, I, what are your thoughts? Mike Madigan is no longer not only the Speaker of the House, but he's stepping down, but he's also maintaining though the the chairmanship of the Democrat Party. What does that mean for the state of Illinois going forward? 
Well, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of hopes that it's going to change much in terms of our fiscal stability, which is nothing. There is no fiscal stability in this in this state. I I think that he's still the center of power when it comes to Democrats, and he still controls the purse strings. Um, and I think that, I mean, obviously he's not going to sit amongst just a regular state legislator bo- legislative body and pretend to sit in committee and be interested. Yeah. So I, I think it was just a matter of time before he was going to resign anyway. It's a little bit sooner than I thought. But I think he probably can control the map-making process from afar. Yeah. And he can still, obviously, control who gets elected to what offices with his you know, uh, um, being still the chairman of the Democrat Party. I think in Springfield, though, that the center of gravity really shifts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Choice of words there. The <laughs> center of gravity really shifts to Governor Pritzker, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, now, I mean, what will the Republican Party run on now? Because now that, you know, Mike Madigan is gone, they now actually have to run on something now. Because, I mean, the message yeah, of he's, fire you know, Mike Madigan... Well, I know Mike Madigan, the least popular uh, politician in the entire state. I think his last time they did an a- approval rating uh, poll, it was at 13 percent. Nobody likes him on either side of the aisle. Yeah. And unfortunately, Republicans, rather than running on policy, always want to continue to run on personality. But yeah. Mike Madigan is a bad dude. He has uh, literally, uh, in 50 years of office, the last 20 years have been a debacle where he has absolutely, once he... Once yeah. he lost control of the speakership in the mid-90s, you can really see the the engines of power take hold in that man. Yes. Mm-hmm. And literally over the last 25 years since that time frame, he has run the state into the hole. He I has. mean, you cannot yeah. have a worse-run state, and it's all under him. That is his legacy. His legacy is not what, uh, you know, passing marriage equality. His legacy mm-hmm. is not putting in. Um, you know, medical marijuana, and then now um, re, uh, legalized. Uh, just yeah, legalized marijuana. That is not his legacy. His legacy is the worst-run state in the union under his control. His absolute, absolute one hundred percent control. And and that's so. my next question, Jeannie. Because I, I, I recall when I first came into the General Assembly in twenty thirteen, I believe the budget was at like thirty two billion dollars. That was right. in twenty thirteen. Uh, and then in, I believe, I mean, how does the budget balloon in by eight billion dollars in eight years? And and we, you and I both know that's not the true measure and the true number because they're going to come back and pass some other some some bill um, um, to, 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 to basically cover what they didn't put out there to so-called call themselves balancing the budget. Am I right or am I wrong? No, I mean, I remember, you know, you and I entered the legislature at the same time. We took office in January of 2013. And after our first vote that, that went for Speaker Madigan on the Democrat side for Speaker, after the second vote for rules, the third vote that we dealt with was a supplemental appropriation to cover child care yeah. services for like $300 million because yeah. they never done the, the system. The, it was never corrected. Right. And so we've had budget gimmick after budget gimmick. And, and you and I sat there for years watching the same um, show year after year after year. They don't have a handle on their budget. This budget, I mean, he thinks he's going to bring in four, $41.7 billion. Yeah. He's spending about $41.588 billion according to his projected budget that I have wow. in front of me. Wow. Um, I mean, so he thinks he's going to save $120 million. But the truth is that there's, there's no payment that I see for back bills. Yeah. Um, you know, at all, which said over $5 billion. But here, you know what? That's what we need to talk about. Yeah. We need to talk very quickly about pensions. Okay, can you hold the line? Because we got to go on break. 
And I, I want to okay. talk about that when we come come back from the break. And I also want to talk about breakthrough ideas, what you're doing. And I'm sure Jerry and Verlon have some questions yeah. for you. But, Jeannie, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm looking at, at just everything that's happening to this state. And I'm saying to myself, what is going on? Where are the people? Are the people, will they vote to, to reelect J.B. Pritzker for a second term? Will Lori Lightfoot win a second? I mean, it's like they, they single-handedly, both individuals, made decisions without anybody else. They made the decisions. And I'm looking at how are we we surviving in Illinois? A whole year. We've lost a a whole year of revenue. More of that when we return. Jeannie Eyes, thank you so much. Uh, I can't wait to, to, to hear your story. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway, and former congressional, 14th congressional candidate, Jerry Evans. Uh, before the break, we were talking with uh, former state representative Jeannie Ives. Uh, Jeannie, we were talking about, we, we got to pensions, and you're like, wait, let's talk about that. We have to talk about that. So go ahead, Jeannie. What is it about the pension and, how, and just how much of a liability it is to the budget? Well, that's exactly why we have to talk about it, because we are going to be spending over $11 billion on pensions and retiree health care um, this year alone. Wow. And that when you add all that up, Ooh. when you add it all up, it really is about 27% of the budget. Wow. Now, I mean, when, when you take that into context, uh, we're only spending about um, $10.8 billion on education. Oh. We're only spending seven point. Four billion on human services, another seven point four billion on health care. When you separate that out like that, it is the largest budget item that we have on pensions and retiree health care. This is not for work that's currently happening. It's for work that's happened before. I understand we have to pay pensions, but not solving the pension problem means you'll have festering budget problems here on out. Yeah, I agree. you know, and they kept education. They kept general revenue for education was kept flat. That 2017, um, uh, you know, new education funding formula that requires 350 million dollars more each year to get up to what they call adequate funding. Yeah. It's, you know, it's been flat for two years now. They wow. never could sustain that. How so, you doing? How you doing, Miss? Yeah. How you doing, Miss Ash? Uh, this is Verlon Galloway. Um, I agree with everything you're saying about Mike Manigan and the budget and how Illinois has been ran for all of these years. But Mike Manigan's effectively gone now, and I don't think Illinois can fall any further than it has. Um, so I need to know more about the new Speaker of the House and what direction is he planning on taking this state in? Because I think it should only be going up from where we've been. So can you tell me and the listeners more about this new Speaker of the House? Well, you know, the new Speaker House is a, is a representative called Chris Welch, and he entered the General Assembly in January of 2013, just like John and I did. So we know him pretty well. And um, in my opinion, John, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I felt like he was one of the most partisan folks on the other side. He's not somebody that I would have reached out to to, to get somebody to, to help me on a bill that I thought yeah. was common sense. Uh, even when I was passing, you know, College of DuPage reform bills that everybody agreed to in the end. It's not somebody I reached for to a vote. He was very, very partisan. He has his own history of, you know, uh, having um, uh, employment complaints against him when he was the uh, 
the board president for a school board. Uh, he has his own uh, domestic abuse charge against him, so to speak. He's got some baggage. And I don't see him actually uh, turning things around. I don't think that when it comes to a budget discussion, I think you'll see more of that gravitate to the governor and to Don Harmon, who's the Senate president. And I think Chris Welch probably is just over his head right now in trying to understand how to even run the committee schedules and and everything else that needs to happen that happens in the Speaker's house. Uh, That's my impression. Yeah, thanks, Jeannie. And this is Jerry here. Uh, Great talking with you. And I was talking uh, earlier where I've got a two-part question for you, Jeannie. I think the first one is Mm -hmm. the people in the state need to be reached with a message of truth. And actually what's going on where there's so many people in the state who don't know what's going on and the media doesn't do a great job of informing them of all the problems with uh, the Democrat agenda. So two parts. How do we as conservatives and Republicans reach the state? And then number two, I think it kind of leads into what you're doing with Breakthrough Ideas. I'd love to hear more about that. Okay, well, sure. I've always felt that if um, the voters really understood the decisions being made on them in Springfield and what those policies actually would put in place, and if they also understood the the process and how those decisions were being made on their businesses, their schools, uh, their children, uh, everything, um, then I think that you would have a different result. And I just think that government is so complicated and there's so much of it in the state of Illinois to, to actually pay attention to that, that voters are just overwhelmed. And they believe their Democrat um, politician and the media is not holding those Democrat politicians accountable for the actual outcomes. And so the cycle just goes on and on. So I think more information is what's needed and in a, in a way that is, um, that is frequent and uh, it's something that they can consume and understand and, Jenny, and not Jenny, it, like a white paper. And, Jenny, and I think it, that's what our mission is to do. And I think that's why, information. And I think that's why you, you started Breakthrough Ideas as well, correct? Could, could you talk to, mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit more about what's the purpose and what's the goal and mission of um, Breakthrough Ideas? Well, the, the goal, uh, the mission of Breakthrough Ideas is to uh, provide uh, policy information to to voters so they can make more informed choices at the ballot box. And it's also there to hold the media accountable who writes, um, you know, writes headlines that are not accurate, that misses most of the facts in in key articles. Um, And that, you know, that's, that's what we're about. We're going to hold the media accountable. We're going to hold the Democrat politicians accountable for those things. We'll hold Republican politicians accountable for the votes they take as well. But it's about providing more information to the voters because I don't think they, they know, how these decisions are being made on their lives and what the outcome is going to be. And I think that's detrimental. I agree. So where can people find mm-hmm. Breakthrough Ideas? Is, 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 is it on um, uh, Facebook? you have a website? Uh, the website should be active uh, starting on Monday, uh-huh. and it's Breakthrough-Ideas.com. And you can also find us on Facebook right now and on YouTube. Okay. And so look for our posts. We try to be informative. We have a number of different digital segments that we have created to bring the message to the, directly to the voters. And um, so that's what we're up to. Jeannie Ice, thanks so much for joining us awesome. on Black and Right. Um, Thank you for having me. I always love having you on because I know you're going to get the truth anytime you come on. So I appreciate you always. All right. Thank you, Take Jenny. care. All right. You're listening to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and Jerry Evans. We'll be right back. Terry Amish, text her, hold the line. We'll take you when we return. 
It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right. I, oh, Daddy. I don't know what Come to say on, about man. you, man. I don't know. You keep catching me right at that moment. <laughs> it's okay, though. I got you. We good. We all good, brother. <laughs> Welcome back to Black this and Right. This is me, thing. <laughs> Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, Answer. Oh, Hoff Daddy. I lose my breath sometimes. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joined live in studio with Verlon the Troublemaker and... Valon the Troublemaker, Galloway, and Jerry Evans. Thanks so much for joining hey, me today, guys. Hey, hey. Are you welcome. Um, awesome to be here. I, we got a caller. I'm gonna, I, let's go straight to the phones. Because, uh, Terry, welcome to the Black and Right. Uh, hi. Thanks for holding, uh, too. Okay. Uh, Verlon, a little while ago, uh, you said you don't mind watching the NFL. and That's because you're not the one being insulted. But I do hope that you will at least boycott the products they advertise. We uh, see. This is the reason why I I don't mind watching NFL because I'm a Green Bay Packer fan. I'm gonna watch the Green Bay Packers play no matter what, and I have a DVR. I, I, <laughs> and I have a DVR, so I've learned that the first thirty minutes are crap. So yeah. I pause. So well, I pause it. You know, that's just like uh, you're. And man. I and I fast forward past all of the commercials and watch the game. I have to make a decision. Am I going to give up on the greatest team in football or not? And I can't do it. I, I'm sorry. I, I I can't break up with my team. Yeah. Oh. You know what? Forget them Packers. What they love the Packers. You know what? Move this man. <laughs> Let's continue. Hey, your buddy, Amish. Uh, the Amish oh, Texan. Yes. Amish Texan, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, glad I can finally call in for the buggy phone. It was, uh, on the on the fritz here too with the, the dying battery. Those Amish batteries not as good as those Chinese ones. Uh-oh. Hey, my my troublemaker buddy, Verlon. What's going and on, John Amish? Anthony. Hey, and I'm honored to talk, speak with you, Jonathan. I'm glad that you came around. Thank you. Thank God that, that real intelligent thinking independently and ideas will always win in the end with intelligent people. That's it. Problem is most Democrats are not intelligent people. But anyhow, and I am honored to follow Gene Oh my gosh. Yes. Illinois, you don't know how lucky you are that you have this woman. Yes. I mean, she is incredible. And and I got to say, whoever raised her, raised her right. And the doggone, you know, uh, doggone, uh, 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 West Point, yes. uh, things that have been inculcated in her, and and she's got she got children, a son now in the, in the Navy. Can't be that bad, no, that's you true. know. That's true. But but you know this state. Uh, you know, sorry, Verlon, disagree with you. It's going to get much worse. And oh. what Jeannie was talking about, and with the budget and the pensions, the pensions are oh. the death now. It the is. Pension, the pen, it's the There's a fifty-ton, you know, anvil, brick, millstone around that flusher of the state of Illinois, and it don't yeah. matter how many jelly bellies, it don't matter how many Beetlejuices come, <laughs> it don't Spineless. matter. There, there's going to be nothing but a bunch of moron voters going, hey, what happened? What happened here? Hey, I'm and, just texting. And, and, hey, I'm just texting. we got to get to more calls, but thanks so much right. for calling. Hey, be, hey, call hey, in any time. Call in any time. God bless. I will, and I'm posting you on my Facebook, too. So Let's know. do it. Thank you. Let's go to David. David, welcome to Black and Right. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, this this uh, subject, the uh, budget, like 
all I hear, I mean, I don't hear almost anything in news. And then again, my TV's unplugged. I listen to a lot of radio, but all I hear is there's a budget problem. I never hear it explained, but I, I think as an outsider, I'm not in government. As an outsider, I think the problem is, uh, one of the main problems is, uh, and uh, I'll give you the solution, is um, really quickly. people collecting multiple pensions yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Like I heard somebody had like five or something yeah. like that. Well, hey, you David, know, like that means- David, thanks so much for calling. But when I, when I, when I was signed in for the General Assembly, I declined the, the, the pension. So thanks for calling Black and Right. Hey, Tom from Elwood Park, hold the line. We'll take you in, in top of the first hour. Uh, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, joined in studio by the troublemaker himself and Jerry Evans. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm so thrilled to be joined by uh, the troublemaker. I can't get rid of him. Um, as you guys know, this is like his third week in a row. I keep saying no, but he just shows up. <laughs> like a lost puppy. You know, I don't know. When you drive down the street and you see that puppy, you say, oh. Oh, ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> troublemaker, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I got some a couple of things to talk about. Uh, my buddy Tom's on the phone, and I know he I, wants to talk about uh, Manigan. Uh-oh. And I want to I want to talk about something else. I want to get something else started after Tom. Oh, look at you! And Jerry Evans, owner of Jerry Evans School of Music. School of Music. Did I you, get it right? I mean, you nailed it! Wow, good job. See that, George? I can talk sometimes. This time. <laughs> <laughs> what What you guys think about the first hour? It was great. I love it. I love these wing it shows. You gotta tell everybody we wing into the show today because we're naturals. <laughs> <laughs> you see this, Jerry? See how you see? You, you're banned. I, I'm, I'm fired. Kind of, I'm oh, kind of wondering: on. is, is Verlin more actually kind of a spy trying to undercut John Anthony's show? I think he I is. Mean, do we oh. need to? Do we need to have that conversation? Mm. Uh oh. No, I'm joking. Why? I'm joking. Oh, do we have to take our shirts off before we come in the studio? Now? <laughs> no. Check for wires. No. 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 Please, I don't want to. No. I don't want to unsee. Have to unsee that. <laughs> so no. Uh, my buddy Tom from Elwood Park. What's going on, man? Welcome back to Black and Right. Hey guys, how are you doing today? You only call when Verlon's here, though. But that's okay. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna feel some I'm, kind of way about it. I'm like a producer. I like to sit back and watch everything. But <laughs> I appreciate you taking my call, and your show is doing great. And you know, I, I, I love it. Everything is good. So I do pay attention. I, you know, anyways. I wanted to talk about uh, Crooked Michael Madigan, Uh-oh. and I did everything that I could without getting in trouble. Uh, Illinois Policy, which is another good source that uh, does a lot of things and fights for the people of uh, Illinois, besides Ginny Ives. Is Matt Propocki uh, the, the director there now? Is Matt Propocki, Matt Propocki is he the, the, the director of uh, Illinois Policy now? I have no... Uh, I, gotta look I don't up. know. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead with your comment. You're fired. Well, well, anyways, <laughs> with, the Illinois poli- with the Illinois policy, all the cartoons that they put out about Michael Madigan, I, uh, I put them on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Parlor now, and uh, Club Hub, and, uh, you know, just to try to do the fight. And uh, 
it's a shame what they did to us. Now, as a business owner, not anymore, I want to tell you this, that they started sending out the troops on us uh, like every four months they would come out, the inspectors, and just harass us. One would be a good guy, one would be a bad guy. And it's just not fair. And also, too, uh, because they're grabbing at everything, they uh, hit us with a $75 uh, tobacco license, and I didn't get notified. They came in, and uh, they were harassing me about that, and I thought they were going to shut me down. But besides that, the political mafia, yeah. they love they love marijuana of course over cigarettes. And it's, it's more money. The same principle. It's more yeah, money. Well, right. And, uh, I mean, I remember when Preckwinkle, Crooked Preckwinkle was attacking uh, about the cigarettes because somebody in her family died, but yet she's happy about the uh, the money from the marijuana, which I'm not against marijuana, but I just thought, you know, that's how these Democrats operate, and it's a shame that but, that it's just doing, you know, it's like that. But, Tom, and, uh, since, they forced yeah. you out, since they forced you out of the business— What's life like now? Do you feel like a weight has been lifted off of your shoulders and you're moving in a new direction and life's looking brighter? Tell, tell me what's going on now. Tell the listeners what's going well, on. Well, you know, things do change. Life changes, and uh, I'm getting ready to retire. And, uh, yeah, the weight is lifted because you couldn't fight back with the political mafia. Yeah. I kept n- names of all the inspectors as much as possible. Look at this guy. Just so, just so I... You know, covered. Yeah. Um, but what I, you know, one thing what I want to say is that uh, what Michael Madigan did to the people you, of the state of Illinois. You got thirty seconds. Thirty seconds, brother. He char- he char- he he was in charge of the property taxes with the levy and changing that back and forth. So I mean, it was bad on the people. It's just bad, and I'm glad that he's gone. And I don't know how long that ten year. Uh, ten year now uh, that they want to do. I don't know how long that's going to last. All right. Amen. And, uh, thanks, awesome. thanks so much for calling in, Tom. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you. All right. Well, I I, I want to give everybody Uh-oh. my contribution to Black History Month. You ain't black. Well, I'm you're a, a Packer fan. How are you black? Well, you know, <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> I walk a fine line. Okay. Well, I did something for you all, so you didn't have to do it. Over Valentine's Day weekend, I went to go see the movie Judas and the Messiah. Uh-oh. Okay, I'm going to give you a critic's review of that movie. Me, as the critic. The movie, the movie lacked depth, in my opinion. I wanted to see more of a backstory about Fred Hampton so I could figure out why he chose the path that he did. Um, the director... Um, the director... You eating popcorn or corn or something? No, nah, I'm smacking my lips. But the director wanted to romanticize socialism and capitalism. You have to see the movie to see what I'm what I'm saying. But they made it a righteous thing. I wanted to see more of a story to see, like like Malcolm X, to see where he came from, like a petty street criminal Malcolm X did to becoming the great man that he was. And I wanted to see that from Fred Hampton. So I have a question for everybody out there: Was Fred Hampton was he a hero? Or was he a terrorist? Ooh, was he a, was he an angel or was he a devil? Was he a great uniter or was he an existential threat? Because um, 
the director and the producer made it seem like he was a great, uh, a, a bringer of peace. He was a uniter. That's the way the movie made it look. Let me break in real quick. Yes. Isn't that based upon the eye of the beholder? Who's, whoever, who's, depending on the person, he could be all those things to all people? Well, from every documentary that I saw, if you've seen the documentary, you've seen the movie. Yeah. But from where they had a, a couple of twists in the movie that I really don't want to reveal. You just don't like the, the, the communistic angle, the I, Marxist I don't like angle that. I hate that, that. that they came. I hate they romanticized that. it. They, Basically they, they made it okay for black people to, as, as if Marxism is the way out for black people. Yes. And, and, and they made it seem like capitalism was a bad thing and socialism was a good thing. Because they actually said we're for socialism, yeah, and, and and they kept calling themselves comrade throughout yeah. the whole movie. The whole movie, the whole I movie, it. yeah. I watched. So it. so, how, what, what what is your honest opinion of it? Um, you, you really want my honest opinion? Yes. <laughs> you sure you want that? Really? Yes. We we gonna fight? No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, when I thought I I thought it was a movie because because I grew up knowing, um, Fran Hampton, not knowing him personally, but knowing the story of who, oh, you me know, too. what he did in the communities mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and what. The black, um, the black Panthers did in Illinois. Mm-hmm. So I knew that that I had that as a backdrop. But as what a I'm, hold on, what I'm, what I'm getting tired about with these type of movies, it's as if we're stuck there. But I, but but I got to get your Go opinion as a police officer. They they made the police. Uh, they put them in such a bad light. Yeah, and the FBI. Now, I understand the FBI well, was doing... They were doing the They dirty, were doing I'm sorry, what no. they were doing. They put the plant and, next to and him. And cops were. You know, I'm sorry, though. You know, I'm a cop. I, I, I believe in standing with cops. But some of the stuff that they did back then... <laughs> I mean, dude... They, it was rough. Man. It I was mean, rough. I mean, they put people in jail for nothing. So, I worked for the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> so that means that uh, maybe the way out for black people back then was socialism. Well, you well... Know. Capitalism is still the greatest greatest economic engine to, to thrust people out of any any dire strait, in my opinion. I think, Jerry, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, I haven't seen the movie that you guys are talking about, but you know, I, I, I'll put it this way: you know, for me, I, I, I'm a really committed Christian, and I love the poor. And I, I want to say this: is if you love the poor, the best vehicle to get people out of poverty is capitalism. Yeah. It is the free market. And honestly, if you want to take a a fair look at what has happened over the past number of decades and, and century in the world and how capitalism and the free market has brought people out of poverty worldwide. If you actually want to be honest, yeah. instead of being dishonest, but if you actually want to be honest, the way to go is the free market. So I'm a big proponent of the free market. I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, so if you're saying, hey, we want people to get out of poverty, but you're going to take your philosophy from a guy, i.e. Karl Marx. Yeah. Who mooched money off his parents yeah. and his wife? Get this. His wife actually said this. I quote this. She said, "Carl, if you only had spent more time making capital instead of writing about it, we would have been better off." Ouch! Ouch! That's actually a quote from his wife. I got one more. And qu- so, so what I want to say wait, is, hold so it. Oh, okay. hold, we hey, can't wait, hold. Jerry, hold it. Y'all hold that for the break. Hold, you just got me oh, going man. here. Yeah, oh hold man, it, hold it. My see, soapbox is bigger now. See, I gotta watch the clock. You guys don't. <laughs> oh man, we were getting into it. <laughs> I thought we could get rid of the clock. No, no, I can't do that. The, you know, can't do that. Okay. So, hey guys, let's continue this this argument, this debate when we return. You're listening to Black yep. and Right on AM five sixty The Answer. I'm your host John Anthony in studio with two troublemakers today. We'll be right back. <laughs> Now, more Black and Right with John Anthony 
on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. My hand is really itchy right now. Uh, I need some old lotion. <laughs> I'm in the studio live with my friends. Wow. <laughs> too much, too much information, George. No, it's really itchy right now. Like, like really. Show some R E S P I C T. Hey, I got some lotion. I brought some with me. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, we, in the studio with Verlon Galloway and Jerry Evans. I'm. I told you I was tired today. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> we, we got you, John. <laughs> we got you. We got the energy for you. Uh, so and for the listeners. We go from, um, we're going to hold that conversation because we now have an Irishman on the phone. Oh. oh. <laughs> but it's, it's a good Irishman. It's a good Irishman. It's a great guy. So, uh, depending on the day of the week. <laughs> depending on the day of the week of which, 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 you know, if he's a good Irishman. I'm going to believe the best about him. Okay, okay, all right. All right. I'm going to say every day. <laughs> Tom McCullough, former candidate for the 49th State Senate District. Is, is the 49th right, Tom? It's the 49th. I was going to get on my potato boat and come out there and see you guys for the show, but, you know. <laughs> It's, it's probably, yeah, you, you probably wouldn't make it. <laughs> Too much snow, brother. So, Tom, you guys are, are, are basically stirring up the pot. Uh, I thought Larry yeah, we're, Smith... we're having fun. I thought Larry Smith and, and, and George, George Pearson were stirring up the pot. But today you guys had an event with Scott Pressler. Um, what was this event about? What was the purpose of it? So the event was to get volunteers out to register new voters inside of Adam Kinzinger's district to help secure a primary win against one of the most traitorous uh, Republicans we have. Wait, I thought it was a, a militia right-wing militia group meeting. Is that, that, that's, oh, that, well, that's, that's I mean, if you listen to, I mean, <laughs> if you listen to David Walter and Sue Rezin when she called the Shorewood Police Department to let them know that it was a bunch of right-wing extremists, and what? they actually had to have police here in the morning, oh, it was crazy. We had our venue canceled last night, last minute, due to some fictitious COVID thing. So we had to find a new venue last night, and Scooter's Roadhouse, who's been open the entire time, was like, absolutely, we'll be here at 9 o'clock in the morning, ready for you guys to go, just bring coffee and donuts for people. So they had it here, and at 9 in the morning, we had Shorewood police in front of this saying that they heard that there's a right-wing extremists who are uh, pro anti-Kinzinger, and then pro-Kinzinger people were going to be in here, and there's going to be fighting, and there are everybody his arm, like all this crazy stuff. So we handled it. And we settled Irishmen, it down. I tell you. And so even with the change of address, we had 200 people show up today, Whoa. 189 to be exact. Wow. And everybody's here. They're fired up. Everybody learned how to register new voters. Everybody knows where to go to find people, to get people registered to vote, how to talk to people, and how to get the, the people that, we, that, that forgot that we live in a constitutional republic out of office. I want to ask, I want how are you doing today? This is Verlon Galloway. I want to ask you a simple question. Hey. I, I don't know if you were listening earlier, but um, I, I want to know, are we playing the left's game? Because um, I understand the vitriol for Kissinger right now. I'm not necessarily for or against him because he did. you don't live he, in he, Illinois. He, he did. I, no, I don't. But I still pay attention. I, you know, I grew up here. But he did vote with Donald Trump 95% of the time. Even though he, you know, he spoke out against him a lot of the time, too. He still voted uh, 95% the right way. Are we participating in cancel culture? Because when you get to canceling people like Nikki Haley, I kind of like have to get off the bandwagon because she stood with Trump on every issue and took a lot of heat for Trump when it came to the, the gender card and when it came to the race card. So are you or are we playing the left's game? 
No, so I didn't have too big of an issue when when Adam was voting against Trump or he was going against Trump. I understand Trump's a very divisive person. The biggest issue I took, and I'm taking a page out of George Pearson's book, is that when he started raising money to primary other Republicans, so Adam Kinzinger is raising money nationally to go out and primary other Republicans that he doesn't necessarily align with. And he's taking in donations to primary other people who should be stalwart party allies in D.C., and he's trying to primary them out of office. So he's raising money to go against the Republican Party in general. So he is, he is doing everything that a Republican shouldn't do, and that was my last straw. And now I am full-heartedly in to get him out of office. Because Republicans shouldn't do that to each other. We eat our own too much, and we should Amen. be the party of we and not the party of me anymore. So when people do things like that, he forgets that he represents an electorate and he's not a dictator in office and dictating to his electorate how he should vote. It should be the other way around. So he's lost the voice for his district. And he's also yep. raising money against other Republicans. And that, to me, that was the last straw. And that now I'm all in to get rid of somebody that's going to do that to other people. If you want to vote against Trump, you want to vote against the other party stalwarts, go for it. That's We live in America. We are supposed to have discussions and have differing opinions. We all shouldn't be marching the party lines. That's how we have better ideas come out of the situation. Mm-hmm. But when you raise money to do that, it's time for you to go. Yeah, Tom. And Tom, this is Jerry here. Uh, great talking with you, man. And. Uh, and by the way, I believe you're a good Irishman every day. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. I'll pay for so, that later. <laughs> you lie! <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, you know, Tom, I, I, thanks so much for what you're doing. And I think that, you know, for me, I would say that, hey, it's not cancel culture if you're going to stand up and go ahead and run against someone or, or work for, for someone or against someone in a primary. I think it's just the democratic process. And so, so for those people out there who are, who are also upset, about how Adam Singer, Adam Kinzinger has flip-flopped on certain things and not stood up for their values. You know, I think it's important for how do people know how to vote in the primary? How do they know how to get involved in that primary process? Because there's so many people who, who don't necessarily get involved then. And I think, I think they should, and I think it's great. Oh, I think the more people we have in a primary, it lets the cream rise to the top. And, uh, but it, it's doing education. A lot of people don't know what the primary process is. A lot of people were giving me flack for the event saying, oh, how can you support somebody? I'm like, no, the primary means that you have somebody to run in a pool against them. So there's a big education gap that we have. And that's and the whole point people, for today. That's the whole point of the event. The whole yeah. point for today is to teach people how to get out there, how to get new voters, how to run for office, where to go to meet their local county elected officials, to go to their Republican organizations and meet their precinct committeemen and how that whole system is set up and how to do that. And a lot of people didn't know who their county chairs were. And we're out Googling, okay, this is your LaSalle County person. This is that. These are the phone numbers you need to have. And this is how you go out there and you actually do things. And But it's bringing more people into the establishment Republican Party and and into the established political systems that are out there to help us, to help everybody else get the primaries, get the votes, go door to door, knock, and educate voters so we don't have a cluster like Chicago is where they're stuck inside that culture for so long. They don't even know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And we're trying to bring people those flashlights to show everybody. And and Tom, see, I I differ a bit from you when it comes to what made me upset with what Kinsinger did because it wasn't it wasn't the, the him hitting Trump, it wasn't um, him uh, after voting for impeachment. Uh, although I despised it, I think I, because I thought they both were I thought both of the impeachments were unconstitutional, and I felt like I felt like if you swore to uphold the Constitution, how could you vote for that impeachment? But the thing that got me the most was when he turned it from Trump to Trump voters. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's yeah. what that's oh, what yeah. that's what got me irked and, 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 and really started saying, What the heck is happening here? You can focus on Trump all day long. But leave the voters alone, because guess what? A lot of these people that, that came to the party, they came to the party. They've never been part of a party apparatus ever in their lives. So they don't understand all of this. And so that's what that's where I got, you know, really pissed. And and, and one of the questions, I did you put this event on? Because so many people are, are blaming you for putting this event on. Was this your event? Did you put this event on? No. So, no, Scott Pressler, uh, Rob Cruz, they were putting the events on. And they, you know, I, anytime I do an event, we get a couple hundred people out. So I, I help them get the attendance up. And next thing you know, I'm getting called every name in the book for doing it. And so, I, I mean, yeah, I'm here to help the cause. And I wanted to touch on what you said, because me and you have had this conversation multiple times yeah. that freedom of speech is under attack. And yeah. Adam Kinzinger yeah. and a lot of the left-wing liberals, they're trying to take people's voice away. And when you yeah. push people to talk in the dark and you push people away from Facebook and other groups and yep. you censor them or you take them off that, all you're doing is raising that temperature. You're not, you're not unifying anybody. You're pushing the radicals further away and you're taking away that re- pressure release valve that the freedom of speech is. Yeah. And I, we, in the first time in history, the leader of the free world was censored. Yeah. What does that say to free world, to other fledgling yeah. democracies in Africa and other countries yeah. where yeah. they're just starting off as a democracy? Tom, and freedom of speech was taken away. Tom, I'm going to be the bigger man. You and John win. I, after hearing <laughs> you and John talk, I'm like, wow. He's, now, with your argument about him primarying people, it depends on who he primaries. But with John's well, argument, that too. Yeah, but with John's argument that he turned his argument against Trump voters, that got me. So I, I'm I'm gonna be the bigger man. I, I'm not ashamed to apologize on national radio. Did, did he just say I won something? You won. Wait. You won. Milan, did you? I'm gonna put this in the calendar. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to put this on the on something. Are you getting the word? I think I'll, I'll get a gold medal later. <laughs> hey, hey, Tom. Thanks so much for calling. You. Um, maybe next week. You, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'll be. I won't be here next week. The following week, maybe you can uh, finally come into the studio. Uh, we'll see. Oh, you've about been that. promising me that you know since you know running for state senate. Like, <laughs> oh, have you in the studio? Right, I gotta go. Happened. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> right, bye, guys. Thanks, Tom. Hey, day. and um, bye. and wherever Adam. Quiz, Quizlinger is <laughs> Jerry <laughs> What? Quizlinger Hey, you listen to Black and White right on Vice News The Astro We'll be right back <laughs> This is Black and Right With John Anthony On AM560 The Answer Welcome back To Black and Right On AM560 The Answer I'm your host John Anthony Live in studio With my good man My brother From another mother Rely on the troublemaker. Did I start enough trouble today? No, you've been, you've still been, you ain't really okay. got into a lot of trouble. Because you agree with me. You That that just wiped out any trouble you did. Well, I was hoping some people called and, and, and uh, took me some, on we, about some things. And I think we, we might have somebody on that, oh, on. on the call line that might want to, you know, challenge I see. I love Tony. I love Tony. <laughs> and Jerry Evans, thanks so much for joining us today, brother. Yeah, it's an honor you know, to be on the program. We got the chocolate swirl going on up in here, Yeah, we, we have, we have a... <laughs> We got a great situation here. Oh, is it the vanilla uh, swirl? Oreo. Oreo. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm going to let you guys. I'm going to let you guys go there. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, see Matt, what I mean? See, oh, we I just talked about that. that. He's going to watch what he says. We need. We need. What's his name? Bill Barr. What's his name? Barr. Um, George. What's the guy? The comedian's name. We need him in here now. <laughs> yeah, that would be Burr. Burr. Who? Bill Burr. Bill Burr. He's married. I think he's married to a, a black lady. So he, he he he's a comedian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've I've watched one of a couple of his. The dude is funny. 
But, you know, uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Yes, yes, uh-oh. yes, uh-oh. I got Phil from Here Blue go. Island. Philip. Hey, Tony, what? Tony, hold oh. the line. We got to take Philip from Blue, Philip from Blue yes. Island. Yes. Philip, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, what's happening? What's up, friend? brother? Philip, I just got to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not talking past you. I'm going to do you just like I did, Ron. Now I'm talking to you, and it's an honor. Now, thank you for calling in. <laughs> my man, is that Berline? <laughs> yeah, that's Berline. Oh, my God. This is the day. <laughs> We're talking, I'm going to talk real quick about bankruptcy. Go ahead. Right? When it applies to Trump, everything that he touches professionally, financially, and otherwise, it ends up bankrupt. He touched the Republican Party. Did he do the same thing? To the Republican Party. No. Not in my opinion. No. No. Jerry. No, he didn't. Explain. 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 Yeah, explain. 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 I mean, again, you got uh, McConnell talking about just just disregarding. Well, the best thing we could do is not listen to him. He had the Republican Party basically attack the capital of the United States of America. Oh, Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. No, he did not. No, I mean. That wasn't the Republican Party? No, that wasn't the Republican Party attacking <laughs> the Capitol. Those are a few jerks and to, to make everybody look bad because people like you on the left, <laughs> groups everybody, we just was having this, yeah, conversation, this conversation off the microphone. Yep. You group everybody in one category, all white people in one category. It was about maybe two or three hundred people that lost their mind. And we had agitators out there, even though people like you don't want to admit Uh-oh. there was a few Black Lives Matter and Atifas out there, along with the Proud Boys. <laughs> and they all got together and lost their minds. But the majority <laughs> of the two, three hundred thousand people out there were peacefully protesting. I think it was what, half a million. What happened, what, what happened when CNN was saying it was mostly peaceful protests when they were burning down businesses all around America? Oh, let him answer, Phil. Come on, come on, you're, you're filibustering now. You're right, going, let him answer. Go ahead, go ahead, Phil. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, look, uh, uh, when it comes to what happened downtown in Chicago, there was reason, like Kaepernick, that was the reason behind that. Oh, my this God. There's happened, a reason for destruction? This thing, yeah, this thing that happened at the, well, was there a reason behind what they did at the Capitol? Wait, 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 I got, wait, I got, I got, I got, okay. You'll shoot no, your Phil. eye out, kid. Philip, I got one what? question. I got one question for you. I want you to answer it because me and my brother got into it about this and we came to common ground. Was what Black Lives Matter and Antifa did terrorism under the definition of anarchy in the dictionary, uh, as same as the riot at the Capitol building? Was both incidences terrorism? Oh, good question. Was both incidents, when it got violent, when it got into destructing, destroying property. So what Trump did at at, at He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. So when, when, when he wanted to walk and, and hold the Bible upside down at that church outside <sighs> the White House, and these were peaceful protesters, and when he smoke-bombed them and, and all these things <sighs> that he trampled them with horses and all this stuff, was that terrorism? Do you understand? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, Philip, right. Philip, Philip. You yes, really got to check out from the mainstream media because they feed the, the corporate media. Let me, let, me, let me get it correct. Because they feed you information that is truly not the point. They that's feed, why it was a question. Okay, right, but what I'm saying is they feed you because that's not what happened when Trump walked out there with the Bible. But the media fed you that 
and yet you believe it, but that's not what happened. But I got to go, uh, Philip. Philip, you know it's always magical when you call, brother. Thanks so much for calling. I hope he's still listening. I just want to give him a little history lesson. Do Philip, do you remember Gerald Ford? He got shot about three times, president, letting people walk all around him. Do you remember Ronald Reagan got shot, letting people be all around him? We don't let presidents walk through crowds anymore. You do smoke bomb them if they don't want to back up and obey the rules. But that's not what happened, though. The, the, actual, the actual guy in charge of, of, of the grounds said that that's not what happened. They were actually throwing stuff at yeah, the Yeah, I know guards. that. I know. But, you know, the media somehow left that, at, that part out. Yeah. Missed and it by that, that much. much. That's right. Uh, wow, Verlon. <laughs> <laughs> the troublemaker it came was time. Out. Was it was baby. time. See, I that's why it. I love progressives when they call. <laughs> well, I love, I love, I love when Philip calls in. Though uh, the first time that he called in, I, I kind of, you know, slapped at him, and, and I, I apologized to him on the air. But I love when people of different opinions call this show, and we can have this discussion. Uh, Philip, thanks for, for listening. Tony, Eduardo, Sean, uh, hold the line. We'll take your calls when we return. You're listening to Black and White on AM five sixty. The answer. Holla. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my friend, Villan, the troublemaker, Galloway, and Jerry Evans, owner of Jerry Evans School of Music. Guys, Villan, you, you, you all right over there? I love that. I love it. I do, too. But let's go, let's go right back to the phone lines. Uh, Tony, welcome back to Black and Right. Like Thanks for holding. Hello there. Turn your radio down for me. How you bit. doing? Oh, I, my radio's not on. Okay, I guess feedback. Okay, guess feedback. Oh, now uh, there we go. What's going on? Any better? That's better. Go ahead. Okay, real. Okay, real quick. Um, to answer Verlon's question, are we playing into the hands of the Democrats by going after Republicans? My response is very, very simple. The Republicans are playing into the hands of the Democrats by being cowards. Woo, there it Plain is. Plain and simple. Yeah. Plain That's and simple. Bottom line. Yeah. They have got to be they have got to be all voted out. Okay? And here's the thing. Yeah, we should go ahead and primary them and get some good people in, but if that doesn't work, then the Republican Party just has to go. I mean, I'd rather have some logical minded Democrats in office than some cowardly Republicans. Wow. I mean, I, I think of a guy like I think of a guy like Ken Duncan as a good example. Yeah, that's my buddy. You know? I love him. Yeah, so I mean, that's what you have to do. You've got to vote these people out. And by the way, don't wait until 2022. Get them out now if it's possible, yeah. starting with Adam Kinzinger. There's got to be some other way to get these guys out. They have to be punished. Everything that's evil in our country right now is because of the cowardice of Republicans. It's been this That's way it. for the last 30, 40, 50 years. They have to be punished. None of this perfectionism garbage, yeah. none of this, you know, we gotta, we gotta have, we gotta have higher minds and all this other nonsense. Yes. Drop that stuff. Do you want to win or do you want to feel good about yourself? Uh, they, wanna, wanna they, they, they love to be in the, in, in, in the lost column. You know, it's, it's, it's easier being the opposition. Thanks so much for calling, Tony. I agree. I agree with Tony. It's easy to be in the opposition, right? Yeah. Eduardo, welcome back to Black and Right. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Well, you know, I'm hoping that the next bill is not going to have any uh, aid for the uh, blue states because you saw what uh, Mayor Lightfoot did with the uh, vaccine uh, money. She sent it over to the police. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how, how was she able, wasn't that money earmarked? 
No, I no. believe so. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, no. You know, they, no? they it was they, it was given to her on blind faith, and this is what Trump was talking about. I'm not going to bail out the states because we know you're going to use it for pensions other. and other projects. Yep, it's not going to go where it's supposed to go. See, they Ooh. just proved it. Eduardo, that's a great point. Thanks so much for calling us. Yeah, thank you. Have a good week. All right, let's go back to the phone line. Sean, welcome back to Black and Right. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. No, that's good. I might not agree with you, but I'm glad brothers got a show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Now, explain it to me, because I'm 62 years old. As a man says, he's the least racist man in the room on the debate. What did he just admit to? <laughs> be the be the most racist? Is that, what you're, is that what you're trying to say? No, he said he's the least racist. It's like being a little bit pregnant. Well, what, 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 Sean? Let's uh, okay. Let, let me take it this. Let me take this tack to you. Prior to running for president, did you like Donald Trump? No. Okay. Because he said he only wanted Jews to handle his money at, at, and his casinos and stuff. Where? Where? where you... that, that's documented in books. Oh, it's in books, but is it truth? But because because anybody can say. Any... Let me give you a little bit of lesson before I get off. Oh, go ahead, Jackie please. Jackie Robinson was a Republican. Yeah. And he backed Nixon. And Dr. King got arrested. And Jackie went to Nixon and said, can you pull a few strings to get him off because they're going to put him on one of those uh, chain gangs? And he said, I don't do any grandstanding. You know, I let the states handle it. Okay. So, he, so, he went, so he found out that Joe Kennedy pulled strings to get King off that, that, that uh, chain gang because he could have got shot. Well, That's what Jackie Robinson said. Aren't, he you, a Democrat. aren't you being a little bit of a hypocrite right now? Because it's okay for black people to say... Uh, uh, besmirch white people and, and say uh, disparaging things about white people but when a white person says anything that vaguely can be interpreted as racist you jump down their throat you got Jesse Jackson for years talking about Jaime Town yeah. you got Al Sharpton talking about uh, I don't even want to repeat what he said but it was back when he was wearing a perm and he talked about Jews and put Jews down in the ground I can go I can go uh, issue after issue and person after person but every time a white a black person says nothing it's like oh it's okay because you know we've been kept down for so long, but when a white person uh, he had a perm. He, was, he used to be his nickname was Big Perm. But you know, but but when a white person Wait, says a word that you even think could be racist, you want to jump down. Let him answer. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. Well, I think blacks do you do got a right to do that. It was my dad got hired in the mill because of not because of a uh, they wanted him there. It took a black. This is nineteen fifty five when they went down to the gate and said, "You, you, you, and you, you can go in. You go home." Yeah. Now, that helped he's, my family. He's, you that heard he said, my he's family 62. and ten family members get in and got good union paying jobs. Not them jobs Trump was talking about when he had his job reports. But see, but see, I, I, you, you, I think, I think you laid the groundwork for us when you said you were you. You, these are your words. I'm sixty two. You come from a different uh, age and different things were happening totally different then uh, than they, than they are happening now. Because I'm going to tell you, and and thanks, I got to go. But thanks so much for calling, Sean. Um, you know, when you when you look at what's happening now, and this is the argument, this is why people have black, hate black conservatives and black Republicans, because we don't look we 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 allow the past to be the bedrock that where we remember mm. what happened. We don't allow what happened to to dictate who we can become now. Right. And I get Sean. He, Sean Sean's sixty two years old. He's from an era where he saw his dad. He might have saw his dad get whipped with a billy club from cops. Respect. I, I respect that. I respect. I respect. What he had to endure at that time, possibly, hypothetically. Um, but today, nobody can stop me from being great. Me. I'm the only one. The big, My biggest enemy has always been John Anthony. That's always hmm. been my biggest enemy. Me. 
What's with what's right between these ears? Not some white man, not some institution, me. You listening to Black and Right, AM560 Answer. We'll be right back. Jim, hold the line. I'll take your call. But I want to play this audio clip that I found for Barack Obama. We'll be right back. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Um, we, I think we are all, well, you know, we've been fired up today. <laughs> we've been really fired up today. Um, I didn't wow. even have to be a ref between you guys. No, but, you didn't. Well, no, no. no we kind of agree Almost. today. Yeah, we agree. We agree. Uh, let's go right back to the lines because I want to I play this audio clip right after this call uh, of something I found on Barack Obama, and I don't know how I, how I didn't hear this before. Jim, welcome back to Black and Right, buddy. How are you guys doing? Good show as usual. Thank you, sir. It's always a pleasure. Um, you know, the uh, these, there's two bad bills. It looks like they're going to be passing here in Illinois. One is this culturally responsive uh, education, and then the other one is this uh, police bill, the Santa yeah. crime bill, that's going to basically make it legal if somebody, let's say, if you have an Amazon delivery on your front stoop, if somebody steals and you call the cops, yeah. they can't be arrested for it. Yeah, I agree. You know, wow. that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Wow. Oh, it's nuts. And then also for all these Black Lives Matter supporters, you know, there are these people. I think I'm reading that the Gates Foundation is saying something like math is a racist type of a policy. So if a black kid wants to get a job being a cashier, if he doesn't know math, well, then I guess he won't be very, you know, won't be of any value to the owner of the business if he can't change correctly, for wow. example. Wow. You know, and all this other stuff. It's so stupid. These kids are being maleducated. I agree. And I just tell people, keep your kids out of these public schools <laughs> known as cesspools. Thanks so much for calling, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. You know, I don't know how I lo- how I didn't hear this interview with Barack Obama. What's the guy? Stephen Colbert, I think it was. We, we short on time, so I'm going to go right in and play it if I can ever get to it. The, George, can you play that Barack Obama? Uh, we missed you. Thank you. These last four years. Did you miss you? Did you ever look at something going on in the news and go, you know what the situation needs? Go Barack Obama. <laughs> I've I, I said this before. I, 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 uh, people would ask me, knowing what you know now, do you wish like you had a, sec, a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where... Um, I had a I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats, mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Wow. I, I'd be fine with that because I found the work fascinating. Um, I mean, I write about the the, the uh, even in, in my on my worst days, I found puzzling out. You know these big, complicated, difficult issues, especially if you were working with some great people, to be uh, uh, professionally really wow. satisfying. Um, but I I do not miss uh, having to wear a tie every oh, day. Yeah. Well, ten seconds, Verlon. What do you feel about that? That's Joe Biden. He's That's describing Joe Biden. Joe Biden right now. Is that what we have now? I mean, right now, I mean, some exactly. people some people would say that this administration is Barack Obama 2.0. I would say it's 5 million point I agree. Jay, parting shots. You got 20 seconds. Parting shots uh, is I would say this. I, I think 
for a lot of Republicans and conservatives out there, uh, I know we're, we're having a tough time because of all the things going on. But I would say I have two words for you. First one is hope. I think there's definitely hope and order. The second thing I have for you is there is a backlash coming. Yeah. And you best hop on the train right now. There it is. For long. We don't need another wishy-washy uh, Republican in office. Rance Previous is trying to run for governor of Wisconsin. Sheriff David Clark, where are you? We need you in Wisconsin. We need a conservative. Please come back and run for governor. <sighs> we need to. You know, I, 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 I didn't have time to play the two clips, audio clips of one with Joe Biden, how he talked about uh, African-Americans not knowing how to use the Internet. Oh. And then I also wow. had one that, wow. and, and I may post it on my, on my social media. I may post it on my social media of how Trump talked about blacks. It was just, just two totally different ways they did it. You know, I want to thank Genie Eyes. I want to thank uh, Tom McCullough. I want to thank all of the people that tune in every week to listen to this show. I really appreciate it. Jerry, thanks so much for joining us today. The Troublemaker, you got to get that T-shirt. I want I, one. I am. I am. Uh, George, thanks so much, buddy. I love it Thank when you you're here. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to heaven. See you next week. Don't go. Hey, love you. Peace out.